serve it up to the whiskey run dry Take your sugar and take your sweets And welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast My name is Tony, I'm here with Dave and David Dave Stevens, David Sterling, I'm Tony Pernanzi Connor Ennis is getting ready for a garage sale Which I don't believe, I think he just didn't want to come to the podcast to talk about this shitty team but that's exactly. You know, what I, I kind of think that's what it exactly was. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. So, which isn't surprising. It's not surprising at all. Because who wants to talk about this shitty team, anyways? But we'll talk about them. We will. We'll get into it. Do our best. Um, it was Mother's Day yesterday, so we did not record. Um, I know everybody did some stuff with their families. Uh, myself, I went and saw my parents. Then we had a little barbecue over here with my mother-in-law. So that's about what we did yesterday. Dave, I think you went down to Action Valley to see your parents, right? I certainly did. Yeah, went over to my parents' house. Uh, my sister and then her kids came over, and yeah, we uh, my dad grilled some burgers. I brought the sides. My niece brought the dessert. Had a nice, uh, really nice lunch, dinner, and then uh, got out for a walk around the neighborhood. Turned into a, quite a nice day yesterday afternoon here, so that that was nice. But yeah, good Mother's Day for sure. Nice, nice. David, what'd you do yesterday for Mother's Day? I spent six hours at the beach. There you go. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. That sounds pretty fantastic, yeah, actually. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, it, like I said, it turned into a nice day here. But I think, you know, in the morning yesterday, it was, I think, all of maybe maybe 50 degrees and, and kind of yeah. rainy. So It was cold yesterday morning, but, but it warmed up and the sun came yeah. out and it was nice. Yeah, yeah that was plus. So yeah, uh, it is, of course, guys, it's Monday. Uh, we are drinking, because we have to be, to talk about this damn team from this last weekend. Some of us have been drinking more than others today. Uh, I You can probably guess who it is, you know, the guy who lives in Florida, and uh, where it's sunny and nice uh, 365 days out of the year, and you can just drink in your backyard or driveway whenever the fuck you want to. Um so let's start with David. David, what are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? I have a new beer, new brewery. Yeah. Um, Florida Avenue Brewing Company. Okay. From Wesley Chapel, Florida. Don't ask me where that is because I have no idea. Um, it is the Luminescence. And it is a double dry hop tropical hazy IPA. Can is right there. Nice. A pretty, a pretty full can. It is a seven percent ABV. Uh, does not say the IBUs. I don't think that it's really that high. If I had to, if I had to guess, it's not. It's not high. I would bet maybe somewhere in that thirty-five to fifty range, <laughs> which is you know surprising because of. You know the double dry hop, but it's it's very smooth, incredibly smooth. It does not say uh, the type of hops. Uh, I was having computer issues and was not able to bring this up in time to uh, research that more. Um, but it's a it's a solid beer. Um, I could drink this a lot, and that would be bad because it's seven percent. Um, don't get in trouble. Don't get in trouble with that one. No. 
But I, I would, uh, not that any of you could ever find this probably, but I would recommend it. If you are ever in Florida and you happen to be looking for a hazy IPA, look for Florida Avenue's Luminescence. That's fantastic. I'll go next because I forgot to mention that, uh, of course, Dave decided to join my in-laws, my family, once again uh, for lunch on Saturday. Uh, so he's pretty much now a staple at lunchtime. We did win $250, $250 at full tabs, which we did put back into the $5 box and then lost it all, which is, you know, that happens. Got to play. Can't, yeah. You can't win if you don't play. Uh, but afterwards, we went to, and Dave had never been there. I'd been there a couple times. We went to Shorter Tall in Rogers, which is like a crap. Well, it's a, how would I put it? It's a, um, they make, they have food there, but they also have a bunch of rotating taps of local beers there. Uh, they had, uh, Jack Pine Brewing was there, was doing a takeover. So had a bunch of Jack Pine, uh, brews up there and, uh, yeah, Dave, your first time at the place. What'd you think of it? Yeah, it was. So it, it, I mean, it's similar, but not like it, like a place I think of is Union 32, they, they mm -hmm. Union 32, they have a, basically a wall of beer. You can pour your own, but they have a huge selection of local, local craft beers in addition to brewing their own. But yeah. A short or tall, that was interesting. I, I'd have to say, I mean, for a place that doesn't brew their own beers, I mean, at least around here, I mean, maybe the largest selection of, of craft beers from around the yeah. state. Really impressive. And yeah, really unique. I mean, I, I can't say I've ever been in uh, a, a restaurant or brewery or bar quite like that. Re just really unique bar, the seating around. Uh, they had, you know, what most of their kegs were upstairs. Looks like they had a patio upstairs. Yeah, really cool. And I not that I got food because I had food um, when we were over at Clive's, but I uh, I looked at the menu, huge menu, too. So mm -hmm. quality look good. Yeah, just kind of a great atmosphere, plenty of TVs, you know, so little, you know, it's different than a typical craft brewery. Um, but yeah, just pretty great atmosphere. And we were there, what, two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, something like two that. On Saturday. Yeah, it's like a pub pub house or what do you call it? Pub. It kind of reminds me of. Uh... I think there's another one, the one out in the West End there. That is all the beers on rotation. Oh, yeah. Uh, can't think of that one. But this one, of course, has more, everything is pretty much local. Yard, there are yard house? Is that what yard house, yeah. 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 Um, difference is, of course, Yard House has a lot of beers from around the country, also local stuff. This uh, short and tall, short or tall, really, their deal is mostly local stuff. They have your macro brews, but they have mostly local stuff. Yeah, what'd they call it? Um, so, uh, they had uh, what'd they call it? Two dollar nooner specials, something like that. Yeah, Two dollar nooner, nooner specials, yeah, yeah. This is it was, twelve uh, ounce light beer, basically? Yeah, it's almost light beer for two bucks. It's nice. So uh, yeah, it's a good place. Uh, I went with something I think I've had on the podcast before. It's from Modest Brewing Company. It is their teal label West Coast IPA, and that is uh, has. Let me see here. It's made with Maris Otter Pale Malt, Kettle Hopped and Dry Hopped with Columbus Cryo, Simcoe, Strata, and Citra. So this one comes in at 6.8%, 6.3%. That's a fairly fairly good beer. It's a West Coast IPA. Tastes delicious, a little fruitiness to it. Um, so if you see it uh, out in the stores, grab it. It's good stuff. So, uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? 
Yeah, so yeah, I, I have seen that in the stores, and I have tried that. It is it is good beer. I might have had it in the pod too. I can't recall, but obviously I've had modest. But uh, so I ended up going with a, I guess, beer. Not quite a beer, but it's certainly something I've had on this podcast before. Although it was when we were doing our uh, live, uh, not re- live recording at uh, Sociable Ciderworks. I went. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago now, I guess. Seems like seems like just yesterday. But uh, yeah, so I yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd try something different. Uh, obviously, I don't have a lot of ciders on this pod, our Zoom style pod. But I ended up going with the uh, Free Wheeler Dry Apple. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, for me, this this would be my favorite cider. I you know, admittedly don't drink too many ciders. But uh, if or when I do, this would be right up my alley because it's, it's you know, it's not sweet at all. It's, it's just, you know, it's a dry, tart cider it's it's really smooth and i just like how it's not sweet in fact they actually give it a a three out of ten rating sweetness rating and um Mm -hmm. five out of ten for tart but it's all fairly mild fairly fairly easy drinking dry cider so yeah it's it's about perfect it's 6.4 percent abv which surprises me a little bit because it doesn't taste like it um just being as smooth and dry as it is but uh no this is this is one of their flagships of course and uh so anybody that hasn't tried a cider and might not think they'd like a cider, this would be the first one you'd want to try because it's really easy drinking. It's not sweet. It's uh, just about perfect for a cider, I'd say. Nice. All right. Now the beers are out of the way. Let's talk about this Loons team. Um, yeah, we had two games this week. We will discuss both of them. Eh, now we won't get too in depth on either of them because there's <laughs> I mean, there's a good one and there's a bad one. And the good one happened like almost a week ago. So uh, everybody knows what happened. That was the uh, U.S. Open Cup match against Philadelphia. Um, of course, MLS.com has our formation as a 4-2-3-1. It was not. It was a 3-5-2, I believe, uh, during that to game. Start which To start it was, yeah. Which is, of course, weird because Adrian Heath, Normally doesn't do things like this, but he decided to do it. U.S. Open Cup match, why not? Um, he starts uh, saying Ben and Mender Garcia up front, uh, and he had the, the back line was just Kelman, Tapias, and Boxel. Uh, in the midfield is Kamar Lawrence, Dotson, Lud, DJ Taylor, and Joseph Rosales. So um, interesting to see it, guys. And... Uh, I mean, it, I think it kind of worked. I mean, do you guys agree or disagree on that? Well, Did it I work? Or not? It felt like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, Tony. And I guess we can start with that. I mean, I guess it felt like it worked. I, I was a little curious. I mean, I know, I think everybody's just, you know, itching and itch, at least fans are, are itching to see, you know, maybe saying Ben in more of attacking role, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even in the two-star formation, like, I, you know, this is with, with the... Uh, five through two, but um, I, I was a little bit curious when it when when they came out in the Open Cup with this lineup because I I was thinking, you know, is this more of a rotational thing? We know what I don't even I mean, is it like eight matches in the next nine four four weeks or something like that? They they've got midweek games for a majority, if not all, of the next three or four weeks coming up. So I I was partly thinking, well, maybe this is just rotational. They want to they need to keep a couple players on the bench. Um, or is it still, hey, we're searching for goals. This team can't score goals at all. You know, so it could be a combination of that. But 
I don't know. It did appear to work. I mean, at first, I mean, you know, uh, I know vacation going on as well. Um, you know, God's dog didn't start, uh, I believe in, you know, they had a couple changes obviously coming off the weekend as well. Um, obviously this, you know, for Philadelphia, let's not forget they, uh, everybody was talking, you know, Oh, are they going to have a chip on their shoulder? Cause they just got knocked out of the, uh, Mm -hmm. uh champions league you know so yep. potentially exiting out of two, two tournaments in the same week that could be pretty yep. rough but um yeah i don't know minnesota held their own at least in the first half mm -hmm. i mean they ended up scoreless in the first half but yeah, they held their own yeah i mean David, I, I, I i'd like to take the opposite i don't think it worked <laughs> i think statistically speaking it looked like it worked um I don't think the personnel that we had out there did anything that might've been a, might've been part of the issue. Why I don't feel like it worked. I, I felt like there was a lot of passing that wasn't going anywhere. Um, we just lacked this typical bike that we have and we didn't see that or that we want to have, not that we have. Um, we, we didn't really see any, legitimate threat i don't think um until the sub started coming in specifically bongi um you know fresh legs uh speedster you know i mean nobody can argue with bongi's work rate right um yep. that was that was a big thing uh what franco came in around that time too didn't he maybe it was the same time yeah, um, that, yeah, that's that's a good point. They, those two are at the same time. Franco for yeah. Garcia, Franco for Garcia, and then Holongway for Sang Ben. Yeah, and uh, Trap came on for Robin Ludby. Um, yeah, you know, and I I feel like that's about the same time the formation started to change mm -hmm. too. So right, for sure, me, I I don't think you know the score line at you know at that point was what it will end up being two. Well, we gave up the lead about three times. Um, you know, we obviously took the lead quickly. It looked like it was working, but I don't think it was the three-five-two that worked. I think it was the adjustments that Heath made. Um, and I, and it, I, I guess that's really all I have to say. You know, it was typical Minnesota fashion to give up the lead multiple times. <laughs> um, it's it, we come to expect it. I, I think. We, we can't read into that game too much. You know, Philly, while, yes, they would lose lose out on two different cups in a very short time span, they also get to now focus on MLS strictly, which, you know, being the team they are, I think they probably wanted that. Mm -hmm. So I question how much they were really invested in the match. Um, I didn't feel like they were trying too hard personally. Um, that's, but no, that, that's, that's a really that's good take. My opinion. That's a that's really good takes right there, David. Um, yeah, and because I mean, you look at the possession. You know, Minnesota's possession was better in the first half, but you know that didn't lead to anything. There was there was nothing real dangerous. It was nil nil at halftime. That's the way it felt. And then, yeah, excellent point. You know, things didn't start changing until the subs came on and the formation. You know, as a result, almost had to change. Yeah, so. you know, and that's the thing with the three five two is. The the idea of doing a three five two instead of a five three two or whatever you want to call it is you want to you want to put more pressure on the midfield. You know, even though technically it's a lot of times the same exact personnel, 
your your tactics change just a little bit and those those wingbacks play more heavily forward. And so it's the idea of overloading the midfield and maintaining possession, right? That's that's kind of what you want. And that's exactly what we did, right? We, like you said, Dave, we controlled possession in the first half. Um, and, and in fact, we, I think it was at the first half, we were mid 80% passing, if I remember correct. So our, our passing was very good, but it was all about maintaining that possession. It wasn't really doing anything with that possession, which we're notorious for. So I was, it was intriguing. I think Dave, you even said that word um, to see the three by two. Um, I just, I don't think I was sold on it. I, I saw us play better when we started shifting away from it. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, there might be a little little bit of foreshadowing there in that comment, but uh, <laughs> well, we roll into the next match. But I mean, yeah, and and we don't we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. But you nailed it, you know, to give up this team this all this year. I mean, this team has given up leads at home. We've seen it so many times. You know, games that either resulted in a draw or a loss at home. You know, winless in 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 MLS play. You know, winless period until this game against Philadelphia. So it's been a frustrating. So it just. Fitting that they gave up the lead at the end of regular time and then at the end of, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> extra time as well. It just, time it just made it, it's a face palm because, and then, you know, yes, of course, they ended up winning it in the shootout, fortunately. Um, but man, it, it just would have been, I don't know. It just, at that point, after, you know, after extra time ended, I, I was really feeling down because I, you know, you got a, a world class keeper in Andre Blake you know, versus our tech, you know, our backup at this point, Clint Irwin. So uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think that if, if we draw a positive, I mean, well, first there's positive that we're still in the call, right. But um, if you draw another, pull up another positive out of this, I think it's that had we ended up losing the lead twice, right. And ended up losing the game match entirely. Um, that would have been the most deflating, demoralizing loss I think we could have had in quite some time. I mean, you, I mean, I would take a 3-0 drubbing, foreshadowing, um, over a 3-3 loss, loss phase when you had the lead multiple times in the match um, any day because that's just you're failing multiple times in the game right I mean you're not just failing to win you're failing to win multiple times so yeah. I think if there's anything positive to pull from it beyond the fact that we're still in the cup it's yeah. the fact that's that it could have been way worse I think if we would have and I guess now I'm kind of reconsidering considering what happens this weekend but um i think that the the season would have just completely tanked right. had we lost that match not right. that it may not yet still, well we but. do we do move on guys we uh move on to play houston in houston next tuesday the 23rd and then if we are lucky enough to get by houston we then get another away match either against Austin or Chicago the following that, week. That, that, I, you know what? I've, 
I knew that and I completely forgot. It's interesting that 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 uh, minute, you know, Minnesota plays Houston in MLS play on Wednesday here as we record mm-hmm. probably yeah. today or tomorrow as you listen. And then, uh, yeah, they play them the following week. Is it the following week? Yeah, in it's May 23rd. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah yep. Wow. That's that is interesting. Yep. Yep. So that's that. So, but yeah, so yeah. Wonder, yeah. And they sang Wonderwall, you know, all 150 yeah. people who were there. You know, got yeah, to sing Wonderwall. So, plus it was. Yeah. Late I, mean, night, I wasn't you know? even at that point. I wasn't even following the match. I gave. Are up you kidding? After are you kidding? Well, yeah. I mean, I I couldn't. I I watched to the bitter end, and I like I admitted, I was not very optimistic. But I I had to at least keep watching at the you know on the off chance that they did sing Wonderwall. Which credit to you know credit to the Bleacher Report stream. They you know the the post game stayed on you know and they showed that. Uh, which so it was kind of nice to see just even watching it from home so yeah you know i didn't even see us give up or see live anyway give up that third goal i i gave up uh, after we <laughs> took the lead three two i know i, Con- I was Connor- like all right i'm done I, i'm not doing this anymore like Con- just- and Con- connor's not here so i'm not going to bash on him or anything but he did send a uh once minnesota took the lead three two in extra time and it was the first half of extra time but connor you know texted it's the winner. And I'm like, what? Well, slow down, Connor. Slow. We've seen this. We've seen this before. So, yep. Yep. yeah. Oh, I, I think I. End of the day, I think you guys texted me during the PK shootout, or texted during the PK shootout, and I think I ended up responding because I saw it go off, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Yep. There it is. All right. So we get that win there. Uh, so then, move on to Saturday night, guys, and it's you know, rivalry week. In MLS, and we of course are rivals with KC because that's the way MLS Beach. wants it to be. Right. Yeah. And uh, the friendliest rivalry, the friendliest friendly friendliest rivalry in in you know soccer, they say. Uh, nicest rivalry. Nicest friendliest. You know. uh, so we go to this game, guys, and it's another three-five-two formation. Yeah. Coming yeah, off of yeah. the Philadelphia game. Now, this one was. A little different is that you had, I think Ariaga was in there. Uh, Trap has not been back since he got dinged up. Um, so, but uh, he he got yeah, dinged he, up in the U.S. Open Cup match. I, he wasn't. He didn't play the U.S. Open Cup match. He he did, didn't he? Was... No, he didn't. Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he came. Yeah, he came on. I think he oh, came, came on. on. He, he came in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's been dinged up for like a week or two now. So. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe like he's trying to limit his minutes, but Ariaga gets the start. He, he was he was available off the bench, I guess we should say. Yeah. Ariaga yeah. got the start there, and uh, Sonny Dotson, of course, is back there, and it's pretty much the same deal except for Ariaga getting the start, and then Bongi. They put Bongi up top. Um, so you had Bongi and Sang Bin up top, which was interesting. Yeah, you know, but, and it, as Connor pointed out, um, this lineup was not going to score us goals. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, just looking at it, I was like, oh, wow, we did the 3-5-2 again. Um, and then I saw who was in midfield and where they were. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And then Connor mentioned, he's like, you know, you're not going to score multiple goals. Or I don't remember what he said. You're not going to score two or more goals or something like that. Um, and it, it, I mean, that proved to be correct. Um, but I, yeah, I completely agree with him. I mean, this is not 
a lineup that looks dangerous at all. I mean, no. I look at this and I'm just like, what, what the fuck? I mean, Rosales had a fantastic game midweek. Mm-hmm. Uh, why he wasn't in, I get it. He played, you know, short, short notice, but um, yeah, uh, I everything's frozen on my end. Do you guys hear me? Yeah, we no, can hear you. Sweet. No, no. All right, cool. Um, That's a good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just felt really, really worried about this about this lineup uh, to to start off. I just did. And it's, uh, I think it was worrisome to pretty much everybody seeing it and seeing like not Amaria's not in there yet. Um, you had Rosales, like you said, was sitting on the bench. It was like, well, what are we doing here? Like, are we trying to like actually win this game? Or are we just trying to like get the through thing, this game? And I, I mean, maybe this is cheating, but I mean, it it is shocking, Tony, to your point that that you you had both Mender Garcia and Luis Amaria um, on the bench because. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, for one, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that disagree. I wanted to see more from Amaria. I thought he was building on some past performances. I really mm-hmm. felt like, you know, unfortunately he got injured a couple of games ago um, with that uh, growing pull or whatever it was. But I thought he was building off the last couple of games. And to see him not get the start kind of disappointed me. Now, maybe he's not 100% healthy and maybe that was well, part of the awesome. stories. I, I think also I had, I had made so, a comment about this yeah. um, where – you have, I thought Adrian Heath was looking at the stats from midweek and making a determination to play this formation based on the stats. And I and it was one of those arguments that stats can tell you one thing, but if you don't dig down into the stats, it, they might you might not see what they're actually saying. And I think that was a problem here because. I mean, yeah, you know, give Bongi the start because he was hot hand coming off the bench against Philly. Well, maybe Bongi was a hot hand coming off the bench against Philly because that's where he belongs. You know, and I've said this over and over throughout the season already that Bongi, I think it would be better suited as a super sub. I don't think he's a starter starter at all. And I think Philadelphia proved that point. And I think SKC proved that point even further. Um, That's that's a good. That's interesting, David, and I, I've seen that because I don't think that's a very popular opinion right now uh, cool. among fans of well, Not at all. I, I mean, especially you – know, yeah. And, it, you know, the thing is, is Bongi's very good in defense, and that's a, a nice thing to have. But it's useless if he's playing a forward, and it's kind of defeatist if he's a winger because, I mean, sure, you know, that's a secondary role for everyone, right? Um but also it's it's a more important secondary role as a winger. So you want to have a good defense. But if he's not really, truly contributing on the offense, then maybe he depend, you know, keeping him in the lineup because he's good on defense is is defeatist to your attack. And and I think when he comes off the bench, we haven't really gotten to see that that much, but midweek proved when he comes off the bench. He's he's full of that energy that we expect him to have, and it he can catch the defense off guard with his speed with and and with how he plays the game. 
And that's a huge impact and that benefits everyone in the attack. You start them that way and you get those little things that are good about him. You know, you get the bad giveaways, the, the uh, just poor possession, um, you know, poor pass decisions. Uh, you know, I think, I think Saturday he was over 85% passing, but 98% of his passes were sideways or backwards. He had one progressive pass the entire match. It's like you, you miss all of this stuff, which makes me question how analytical Minnesota United really are. Like, I don't think they, they look at the stats, but I don't think they actually look and dig into the stats. Yeah. Um, it's and, it, that's a, and it's sad because people like Bongi. I like Bongi, but I, I just don't think he's fit for yeah, a starting 11 position. And just generally speaking, like I was talking to Tony off air before he started, but like the, the SKC Minnesota, it, it didn't feel, you know, like Minnesota got down 2-0 really quickly. It didn't feel like they should have been down 2-0. Right, yeah, like, like they lost 3 nothing, you know, and it didn't feel like they should have lost 3 nothing. Maybe they sh- I don't, I'm not saying they deserve to win this game. Absolutely not. But it's it was just an odd game overall. And like here you have Minnesota, you know, they they their passing has to be – you know, the high mark on the year at 80, over 87%. Yeah, but again, they they weren't threatening at all. They didn't, at no point in this game did they really feel like they were threatening, you know, to score. I think they had, what, three shots, three shots all game or something like that? Uh, maybe, I think it was maybe more six, than that because six, Luis six shots. ended up having, yeah, Luis ended up having four shots, two shots on goal. Okay. And he was only in for 20 some minutes. Yeah, I think they had um, six and three on target. Okay. You know, and that, that's my big thing. Like, I, I was looking at the passing maps uh, of each player, and it's just everything's going sideways. Everything's going sideways. If you look at the main passing map that I think uh, Blake actually posted, um, it's like a it's like a wall that curves around from the, the wingers back beyond midfield into the defensive half. It's just a big wall and it's and then the 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 passing that goes forward is is barely existent in that entire map and that's that's not okay i mean you're it's it's showing that we're just not doing anything significant and then yeah Um, and david and so yeah like question for you like i mean if you're playing a three i mean a, a five three two like is 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 it wrong to assume that's an overly defensive I mean, you would think you got five defenders out there, three center backs. You'd think it'd be a conservative approach. But what I would think what's key in my question is what's key would be your, you know, backs, um, you know, get DJ Taylor or Taxi, Cameron Lawrence to, you know, they've got to be making those, you know, overlapping runs or just going down, streaking down the sides. And then and you, you've got to be you've got to be efficient in your crossing. And that, I don't that hasn't happened. I don't think that's happened, unfortunately, mo- most of the year for this club and. If you're playing that formation, yeah. you'd think you would have to be. You know, and that's that's a big thing. You, you know, I, I some people say that three five two and the five three two are the exact same formation. Um, like I was saying earlier, I, I think they're a bit different. I think the when you say when it's a five in, in the back, oh. those wing backs hang back a little bit. When it's three, sorry, in the back, my my mistake. Yeah, yeah, mistake. no, I, I, I yeah. Five, two, yeah. but I, I think it's it's the idea that those those wing backs in a three five two 
they're overlapping runs all the time. Like that is their role. They should be playing midfield forward. You know, in a four-two-three-one, you'll see if the ball is going down the right side, the right back overlaps, right? But the left back stays back. In a in a three-five-two, those wing backs are playing significantly forward at all times. Um, and you are very dependent, your attack is very dependent on crosses. And honestly, I would bet if our crossing percentage was over like completion rate was over 10%. I, I would not be shocked if it was well below that. I mean, we were, I don't even know if that we had that many actually think about it, maybe a handful. It's just, that's not how you play a three, five, two. It's not. Um, and it, and it, the way, the way this lineup was set up, it's very defensive. You have Lud, who's, again, he's playing out of position. What the hell are we doing putting him in central midfield? He needs to be on the right. And this is why this is why I argued that I don't think this team is very analytical. I don't think they look at the actual analytics at all. They're not. Like, who cares? You, there was an article that oh, came out. Yeah. I think it was, uh, it was probably a couple of weeks ago. I think it was an article came out or something. If that, and it yeah, showed it, it showed it showed analytics like what teams are more analytic than other mm-hmm. teams. We were like, we were almost like dead last. Yeah, we were last. We were last. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was well, there we were last go. with Vancouver or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that was in your subconscious, David. Because yeah, that uh, I mean, it rolled right into what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, and it it reminds me of of my my job personally because end of the fiscal quarters. I do our our team's metrics, and I, I have to dig into the, the metrics and, and look at stuff beyond what they say on, on the surface. And it, it's just like, I don't feel like this team does anything with that because they look at what Bongi did, right, in the in midweek, and they say he did really well. Yes, he did really well, but he came off the bench. They look at, you know, overall the 3-5-2 against Philadelphia looked looked good statistically but that didn't mean that it was actually good and so then we played sporting on the weekend and it didn't look bad i guess but it didn't look good and it, you look at the statistics 87 percent passing that sounds good no it's not because there were like you know maybe 10 percent of our passes were actually progressive it, it's just like there's just seems to be a disconnect with this team and how they focus on stuff. Smith is not an analytics guy. I know that for a fact because you can see what he's doing is going off a of feel. He's got this kind of thing where he's like, well, I feel like we can do this, right? Yeah, I don't sure, think he sure. looks at the numbers, whatever. He just decides based on what happened in training, what happened the previous week. He looks at those two damn things and says, here's what I feel we should be able to do. Instead of looking at the numbers and going, okay, well, the numbers from last week's game probably lie a little bit, and maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Maybe we should do this. He just doesn't right. do that, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I think that my biggest complaint with this match, I don't really have anything else to say beyond this, um, is I'm stealing your thunder, Dave. We missed Luis Amarillo. We did because Dave, as you said, you were bothered by the fact he didn't start because he felt he was building on something the moment he came in now if you want to look at stats the moment he came in our x goal went up our x 
non-PK goal went up. He had four shots, two shots on goal. He had more shots on goal than anyone else did, and he was only on the pitch for 20-some minutes. I mean, everything about the attack went up. If you look at our possession in the 60-plus minute after he came on, 65th, I think it was, um, it the possession swung in our favor. The, the pressure swung in our favor. The threat swung in our favor. Everything about what we wanted to see swung in our favor the moment Luisa Maria came on. And people just can't stand accepting the fact that, yeah, I'm not saying Luisa Maria is the second coming, right? Right. I'm saying, look, for what we have, Bongi, Mender, Sangbin, Luis, Luis is the best that we have. And we need to stick with that. And the more that we ignore the fact that the problems with our forwards for the last three years have been what's behind them, mm-hmm. the longer it's going to take to find a forward that's going to work. Because you have to just stick with one guy or two guys if you're going to do a two-man formation, right? And you've got to stick with it. And you've got to let them figure out the shit that's going on behind them and how they can work with it. Because... Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to have the same thing over and over. You're going to be losing 3-0, 2-0, 3-1 all season or getting a 1-1 draw here and there. It's yep. not going to go well. No. And, yeah, I, I don't I, – we don't need to go into the details of this game. But, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, David, to your point, like, and I wonder if the three-five-two experiment is over, at least for now, be, you know, because things oh. didn't – you know, Frank Aponte came on for Coleman, you know, so that kind of threw that out the window at the right after halftime. You know, I think yep. he realized he needed to make some changes and, you know, um, yeah, it'll just be interesting. And I, I just, I think it's funny how, how Adrian Heath described this loss. He, he, so he basically went from comical. He described uh, Vancouver's loss as comical and he called uh, the loss to sporting Kansas city criminal. Um, so yeah. he went from comical criminal. to criminal. Criminal, sorry. Yeah. And uh yeah, I just thought that was interesting. His comments. Obviously, it's it's really frustrating yeah. because now you got back to back games, you know, you know, allowing three goals. And and um and I don't probably all three of the goals scored in sporting Kansas City were, I mean, whether you want to call it comical or criminal, criminal, sorry, were mistakes. I mean, they're just goals yeah. that you don't we hadn't been accustomed to seeing. I mean, this one was a lot more on the defense than I think we've seen in past games. I yeah. what do you guys think? Just you know real quick um because i've i've seen a little back and forth on this i've heard some back and forth is is goalkeeping like are you concerned about dane st Clair? After, i know what after, you're, i i know what you're, I, talking, I I know what you're talking about i'm I know not what you're talking concerned about. about dane but i've seen i see i know, I've seen, I know I've what you're talking about people do you i know what you, right, no, today in our well john marthaler put an yes. article on his blog Saying I, we have a problem with Dane St. Clair. I was oh Tony, yeah. I was I mean, watching, just so you know, yeah, for he context, would, he, I yeah, I he, was watching post loons. I was watching post loons live okay. with John Marshall. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, he, I, you know, I, I mean he look, doesn't even deserve to have a voice, in my opinion. I think his his takes are so wrong sometimes. I mean, well, I think and, he's one of the worst people we have to well, he, talk about it. He made some points based off of statistics, right? Analytics, as you would say. Saying that, you know, he's given up the most this and the most that and the most this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going up, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, if you look at the last couple of games, a lot of those goals he's given up, those are a couple that were his problem. 
But a lot of those goals were mistakes by the defense. There's not much he can yeah. do about it, right? You have 100%. to be really careful. Yeah, you have to be really careful about judging a goalkeeper by goals allowed. Because and I'm, the, I'm not even like a huge fan of Dane Tingler. I think he's a great goalkeeper, but I don't think he's that great. Um, yeah, like in my in my opinion, like Vancouver, I, I called it a great performance by Dane, even though three goals were given up. But I mean, I because I thought, I mean, David, I think your some of your comments might have disagreed for that particular game. But I mean, like the you know, I'm not going to go back, but you know, he was left one on one, and he, I mean. I thought, and he kept us in that particular game. I'm not going to say he kept us in this game against Sporting Kansas City, but you look at the goals that were allowed, and there were just egregious mistakes. You know, the first one, you know, I don't know if you want to pick somebody to blame. How about Tapias, who, like, basically allowed a free header, just looked kind of lackadaisical in defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, that's, I... that's a hard goal to defend is my point. But You, you can't. Yeah, you have to be really like, – I'm going to say it again. You have to be really careful judging a goalkeeper on goals allowed because, I mean, go back to Vancouver. You can't give up the ball 40 yards out, basically one-on-one, and expect the goalkeeper to make that save more than probably 60% of the time. I mean, it's – when you give up a ball against the flow of, against the run of the game in a dangerous position, that's basically anything, you know, really anything 40 yards on your side or sorry, on their side back to the goalkeeper can be incredibly dangerous depending on where your defenders are. You're are, you're putting your goalkeeper into a really shitty spot. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter how good they are. You could be looking at DeHaze of the world, and they're not going to make that save more than 40% of the time. They're not. Because that is a really challenging position to put your goalkeeper. When you leave men unblocked, unmarked, sorry, um, on, on headers, on corners, or free kicks, that's a tough thing to tough thing to do when that ball's coming in inside the inside you know 12 yards from the goal to have a goalkeeper be able to react that way mm-hmm. is very challenging. I think well, yeah. redirection. Yeah. The, the, that's yeah. that's one like you can't expect a goalkeeper to make that. No. You can't. The, the, yeah, one I, I mean I might question the second goal. It looked like it looked like um it looked like Dane was put in a tough spot and he was kind of jumping around a bit and maybe he wasn't and he does reacting. That. He, that is, he's very aggressive. He is. Yeah. But he, so it was he classic is, Dane yeah. bouncing around, moving around out of, out of his line and his line out. So, I mean, maybe he could have done better on that one. Maybe. Um, but just but to, yeah. just to kind of put a bow on this, I, I do, I'm going to bring up the ESPN power rankings and which is odd for me because I don't usually pay much attention to power rankings. I prefer standings or power rankings, but I'm going to quote uh, ESPN here real quick. Uh, and first of all, I should say their, their power ranking is 13. It remains unchanged after the loss to Sporting Kansas City, which kind of it's surprised impressive. me. But it is actually. But I mean, maybe they're more optimistic than we are. But here's what they say. The loons weren't as bad as the scoreline indicated on their 3-0 loss to SKC, but they allowed a goal in a set piece, gave up cheap transition for another, and fell asleep for a third. Oh, and Jong Singh Ben had a weak penalty saved. It wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good day, but 
again, it's three mistakes. It's not it's not Dane's mistakes that led directly to those goals. And that kind of wraps up what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. This is a case where analytics can sometimes lie, especially when it comes to goalkeeping, because like you're saying, David, it all depends on what happened before the goal is scored. Yeah. Right. Where was that ball before the goal scored? Whose job was it to be in front of that ball? I bet you we look back at a lot of these goals in the past couple of weeks, we could point out and say, well, this this guy missed a, missed a matchup here. He should be marking this guy. What's going on here? Where is this guy? Where is this going on? Where? Oh. They put Dane yeah. in bad situations, right? Yeah, you know, and there, that's, the, that's the reason why you have analytics and you have advanced analytics, right? Because yeah. analytics is kind of that, I mean, it can be deeper, but it, a lot of times it's that very um, – 30,000 foot view mm-hmm, and yeah. you, the advanced analytics is where you start right. digging in and saying, okay, these are the stats that you have here, but how do they correlate with these stats with mm-hmm. the defense, with the back line and, and, and in how they're doing their thing and, you know, whatever the case may be. And that, that's the thing. Like you just have to be careful with this stuff. I don't think we have a problem with Dane. I don't. And I, like I said, I'm not yeah. exactly, a fanboy of Dane. I, I think he's fine. He's streaky. Yeah. And, yeah. Streaky. And, and that's that. And that's, and that's why I, I want to bring it up. It was a good, good discussion. I'm glad I did. But the, and that's why when, you know, when Adrian Heath is calling this game, you know, criminal, he's not referring to Dane Sinclair. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he, you know, he's talking about the mistakes that led to those goals. And, yeah, you know, exactly. It just, it, you just don't, you don't expect to, a team like this, who at least through the first eight or nine, eight games or whatever matches had been pretty sound defensively, but that was not the case, you know, here in this game against SKC. And that's why it was just, I guess, disappointing. Um, they, and that, they, didn't, they didn't show an attack and they, the, the defense was not good as well. And, it, you know, I think to, to maybe feel a little bit more into what you were getting at, I think it's tough on a defense to suddenly throw a monkey wrench into their game plan like a three five two does i mean that's you're not, it's not like a four two three one two four four two i mean three five two is changing shit up on a defense yeah. um yeah and so you're i mean because you're already you're throwing in a third cb that hasn't played a whole lot mm-hmm. and you're changing how those fullbacks are playing that that's that's a tough tough thing it- to do when we haven't yeah. seen it all season, except for yeah, it's, week. Yeah, that, it's coming back to me now. I mean, I think during the broadcast, the announcers even kind of made that point. It's like once, you know, maybe Coleman went off for, for Frank Apane, you know, I think they even made a comment, just like you said, David, where, oh, now, now you know, because this team has been so entrenched in the, you know, the 4-2-3-1, um, that once you kind of get back into your familiar formation, you start playing better because that's what you practice. That's what you know under the system with Heath. And so players become more comfortable. It's almost automatic. Yep. They know where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to do, you know. And and that's exactly what happened. The X goal flipped right around that time because all of a sudden the defense is comfortable. The attack is more comfortable. Not that they were any, you know, not that they have shown to be better, but it, everything changed. Like everything got back to normal and it, we started playing in a way that the X school started climbing up in our favor. And that's, that's why you don't fuck with the formation that much. Like you can do <laughs> that, some, that but X, don't do that a lot. X goal. 
like if you're a fan of X-Goals, this was a great one because I, I don't have the final numbers in front of me right now, but I know we Minnesota finished with a higher X-Goal, significantly higher. Yeah, than... like 1.6, I think, to point yeah. Eight or obviously i i you know obviously when saying ben is standing in front of a penalty kick i think that's like that's 0.75 x goal right there but uh yeah, yeah didn't and it, and it, i don't think we said this on the said this live i don't think we missed luis on that pk he wouldn't have made yes. he wouldn't have missed that he wouldn't have missed it yeah we didn't say it live and i 100 agree he wouldn't I think what I said off air was he wouldn't have made, he he maybe he wouldn't have made the goal, but I mean he would have had a better attempt certainly. That's why you really shouldn't again. That's why saying Ben shouldn't have been taking that shot anyways. He was the one who got fouled, and I think he was a little bit tense about it. And uh, you know, it's, for what it's worth, hey, I mean, for, true, true, Tony. And uh, hey, I, I do think, and I think we said this off air too, so we'll say it now. I'll say it now. I, I, that was for me, that was the moment in the game. If you're only going to talk about one moment in the game, it's when you're down two nil early, you have a chance mm-hmm. to, you know, have the lead uh, with mm-hmm. a PK, you miss it. That's incredibly deflating. And for me, that was basically the end. I, my confidence was lost at that point, but you know, for, you know, you know, I feel bad for saying Ben because yeah. I mean, it's a high pressure moment. You just, Tony, you said it, you just got fouled. He could still, shake up a little bit mm-hmm. his, his first i mean <laughs> down two nil that's a high stress moment you know and unfortunately you didn't have Henri or medica you know to, to take that shot so i don't you didn't even have Frank upon on on at that time so really i mean i guess it's logical for him to take it well i think the load would have been more logical oh yeah true but, good point yeah, I don't yeah. Know. we really yeah, haven't no, no. in We're hindsight our... yeah 100 percent. yeah i mean we're missing our we're missing our Poxy's alpha. been our best striker as of late. Yeah. Yes, but we are missing our alpha male uh shot taker though. Uh in Ray, who would just come up and say, I'm taking this fucking shot. You know, oh, I mean Kansas City, I think I'm pretty sure Kansas City would have just conceded if Ray stepped up to that one. So yeah. But anytime there was a foul, awesome. Ray was like, I'm taking this fucking shot. That was his deal. I'm taking the shot. That's right. Yeah. And he hit it. You know, he was the alpha male. And hopefully he'll be back here. Well, he's back, but we'll see what how long it takes to reintegrate himself back onto the onto the team. Uh guys, we now have a have a week here, seven days. We play three games in seven days. Woof. Man. Which is gonna be crazy. Wait, so we've we got... have to make picks for all of these guys? No, just two. Okay. Because oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the next the yeah. yeah. But we have a uh we have a a crazy Wednesday matchup, but Wednesday full slate of games on Wednesday for MLS uh, this week. Uh, we are taking on Houston Rare. here at home. Uh, is a seven thirty match, and then of course we have the next Saturday. We have a match against Portland in Portland, which is another nine thirty start, which David will not be watching because it's like ten thirty at his house, and he's uh, already sleepy. And I actually will be in Tampa for the Brewers Rays game. So, oh, fun for you! I mean, of course, Brewers can get spanked, but <laughs> you don't know. You don't know that. It's uh, They're playing yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with some predictions, guys. First one we'll do is uh, well, let's just, we'll do them together. So you guys make okay. predictions for both games. First, the Houston game, then the the uh, was it Portland game. Right, yeah, Portland. So Houston first, then Portland. So I will go first. 
I'm going to say in the Houston matchup that we we beat Houston two to one. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that we're going to go back to our four our four two three one formation. Uh, I think Amaria will start up top and he will score a goal, and we will win two to one on that one. And uh, in terms of the 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 Portland game. Uh, I think that's going to be a loss. I think it's going to be a, I'm going to say a one nil loss to Portland because I don't think we can win in Portland and it's going to be a freaking long week for us. And just don't think it's going to happen. All right, David, how about you? Uh, I think we're going to roll out the three, five, two again, and we're going to get smoked. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, I, I don't see us bouncing back. So I just don't think this team has it in them. I I, I think we're going to end up drawing. I'm going to go 1-1 one, one for Houston. And then Portland. Oh, I... I don't like this matchup. I think it's going to be 2-0 Portland. I'm, I'm pretty right. down on this team right now. I can tell. Uh, Dave, how about you? Your predictions? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, what are we? Six game, um, six game streak without a win? Or an MLS play? Yeah. Animals play. Yeah, it's it's getting really tough to be optimistic. It really is. But guys, I'm gonna be optimistic. I am. I, I think I think we're gonna smoke Houston 2-0 at home on Wednesday night. And, you know, I, I think here and here's why. I'll give you a reason if you want. First of all, I mean two nils is smoking for Houston, us. <laughs> I don't know that works. I, I mean Houston Houston hasn't done a whole lot, you know, better than us this year. You know, they're technically above us in the Actually, table. But yeah. I'll tell you, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you guys maybe saw this. I'm sure you maybe did. But I think Houston is just going to be flat. That's why I think they're going to lose 2-0 because they're going to be without Hector Herrera and, I mean, Bassi on Wednesday. Uh, so uh, Bassi got a straight red. and Or I might have this backward. Either way. Uh, Hector and Bossi are out due to a red card and uh, two yellow cards. So they're out. Those are two key players. I think Houston, well, it's no secret. Houston goes as Hector Herrera goes. So without him, I think they're just going to be flat on the road midweek in Minnesota. I, I No chance for them. I think Minnesota is going to come out 4-2-3-1 and uh, just take the win I, I really believe that i think if there's ever a chance to beat houston it'll be at home and it'll be midweek so yeah no problem there there i do see a problem with portland actually and i'm gonna flip that scoreline i'm going to no portland at home uh, i just i i don't, don't like it another you know late west coast game you know you're, they're traveling back and forth all over the place minnesota is mm -hmm. of course so yeah unfortunately yeah i don't see it so yeah i mean a couple two nil results, uh, one for the plus, one for the negative, but that's how we did it. But I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, if, if if you told me, hey, two games, three points, <laughs> unfortunately, I'd have to take it. So and be happy about it. They can be happy. Uh, we have no uh, soccer history because Connor's not here, so of course, nothing happened in the last week in uh, Minnesota soccer history because Connor's not here. So that's the way it works. Uh, 
Before we get out of here, guys, final just quick funny story comes out of the land of Minnesota this time. No Florida story this time. It's Minnesota. It's, this is actually uh, news that came out today, just 12 hours ago. And a uh, man in Moorhead, Minnesota, was arrested after throwing rocks at Taco John's and fighting officers. Uh, a man in Moorhead arrested after allegedly throwing rocks at a Taco John's before getting into a physical alteration with officers Sunday evening. Police recalled the restaurant uh, at 6 o'clock on multiple 911 calls reporting rocks being thrown at the business. Officers found the suspect and significant damage to the windows of the Taco John's. They then said this 34-year-old got into a fight with officers prior to being taken into custody. Uh, they tried to call Taco John's in answer. They're still open. He's got several pending charges such as criminal damage to property, fortuitously assault, and obstructing the legal process. The reason I bring this up, guys, is like, what has to go through your mind to be throwing rocks at a Taco John's at the age of 34 years old? Well, I'll just say this. I mean, there aren't too many Taco John's left. I, I can't say I was ever. Oh, a yeah. huge, I, I, I was never a huge Taco John's fan. But I mean, yeah, you don't see too many of those around. I guess in Moorhead, Minnesota, you do. But what, what there's one up here in Potato Lays. Potato Lays. Oh. How can you not be a fan of Potato Lays? Well, fantastic. Well, Dave yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not an original Minnesotan, so I mean, tater tots weren't like. I guess that'd be why I'm not. I like tater tots, but I'm not a huge fan. But maybe that's it. Maybe lace. that's it. He got a bad yeah. batch of. Pol- he got a bad maybe. batch of potato lace. Yeah, or, or maybe Clearly. they wouldn't give him nacho cheese over. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, come on, you're 34 years old. To- what time did Taco John's? You say this was that? Yeah. It's six o'clock in the evening. What it's not like it was like late night, six o'clock. Oh, oh, okay. So they were open. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like late so. night or anything like that. Hmm. So yeah, what the hell? I mean, if you want to throw rocks, yeah, I don't like. I, I'm, I'm struggling with this one because I, I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a good reason to do such a thing, Tony. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason. I mean, to. I, I'm no. trying to think this through my logic, my mind, but I, I don't know no why I would do that. I mean, it wasn't Tuesday, um, right? So no, it wasn't Taco Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't I think it's got to be. Maybe if I had charged him like extra spitting, for spitting on. Yeah, maybe they want to charge him extra for something, or if he got his order yeah. wrong, or something like that. But again, why do you throw rocks? I mean, that's just that sounds like childish to me. Like, what the fuck? You know, nowadays, thinking turning Molotov cocktail or something. No, in our in our society now, our society now, you get you get in the face of you get in the face of the sixteen year old manager, the pimple faced sixteen year old manager. You get in his face and you, like a costume, you know. So you got the manager sitting in the back going, "Oh, sir, what happened? I don't know. Why are you upset about this?" And the guys, you know, that's what happens now. You know, you see it on Twitter all the time. You don't throw rocks at the building. That's just stupid. Like, what's the point? That's yeah. that's the problem with Twitter. See, like, you know, before Twitter, you'd never even hear about a story like this. Not that you necessarily saw it on Twitter, but you know what I mean? You just like you wouldn't hear about well, a lot of things that are going on. But yeah, you know, the stupid news news stories didn't exist prior to the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean they did exist, but they didn't. They right? did exist. You, you didn't hear about well, them. Well, they exist. Yeah. They That's existed, but they were like they were like uh, a couple of stories got picked out from different like newspapers across the country and yeah. then re ran and our you know newspapers around here. I mean, yeah, now you, you got usually everything. heard 
Yeah, you usually heard really stupid things because it had to be like off the wall for the AP to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah these days you, know. you just hear outrageous stuff that's just like, come yeah. on. But yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah, throwing rocks at the Taco Johns. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what we're gotten down to in this I, country now. I, I, I feel like for eggs are tried and true. Like, you want to do something, you, you're pissed off at a restaurant or business, mm-hmm. just go with for eggs. But they're kind of expensive these days. So they are expensive. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It, and you don't want to do toilet they, paper either, because you know, egg prices have gone down lately. But uh, I, I, my takeaway from this is, I kind of feel like going to a Taco John's now. So I mean, any advertisement is a good advertisement, yeah. and you know, in yeah. this case, Taco I, John's. You you, need, what you need to do is you need to go to Taco John's. You get the the hard shell tacos uh, without mm-hmm. the lettuce. Then mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, and then a large potato lay, which I think it's a half pound, right? Isn't it something like that? Yeah, the half pound, yeah. Yep. And um, you get a shit ton of nacho cheese. Yeah. And you dump the tacos in the nacho cheese, dump the potato lays in the nacho cheese. Yep. You feel horrible about yourself the next day. <laughs> but yeah. it was worth it. So yeah, refresh you're... my memory. P- potato lays, they're basically just seasoned Tater tops. Tater tops yes. yeah. Well, yeah. They're t- can you get like a loaded disc though? They're discs. Oh, they're discs. Okay. Discs. Can you get like a loaded uh potato lays where it's kind of like a nachos yeah. only with you get yeah, that. potato yeah. lays Definitely. on the base? Yeah. yeah. See, that sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I'd go for that. See if they have in Christmas time at Taco John's something called uh uh Nachos Navidad. And that is uh mm-hmm. multicolored, mm-hmm. multicolored nachos, yeah. and then they put the stuff on top. Yep. So yeah, I get those. When yeah, I mean, Christmas time. twenty. Yeah, twenty years ago, I mm-hmm. every t- Tuesday, man, you go Taco you Tuesday, fifty cent, fifty cent tacos, and then your potato lays yeah. are cheap too, and yeah, and you get to eat like a king for like five bucks. That's right. Yeah. And then again, feel terrible about yourself. Feel like shit the next day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a lot of you got to got to like cordon off a lot of uh, toilet time the next day. Yes. To get it out of your system. Especially if combining you're very with... self-conscious about your image, you probably want to exercise extra the next couple days. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, don't combine it with like cheap beer, like bush light no, no, or no. anything like that. <laughs> combine with Taco John's is gonna bake for a really bad, bad day the next day. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, stick to water. I mean, yeah. Oh no no no! You, or go hard liquor, hard liquor. Or go hard liquor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Or you, you, some of your good craft beers, I, they don't affect you as much. But like the cheap beers, it's just not. You know. Yeah. It gets in there with potato lays and the tacos, and it just that's not a good situation. Well, yeah. Believe me, I'm I, taking notes, and as soon as we get off the podcast, I'm jumping on the internet and trying to find my closest Taco John's. That's for it's sure. going to be Elk. It's going to be Elk River, I think. Oh, oh, there's one in Elk River. No kidding. All right, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, right up the street. Right. Yeah. Next time I'm okay, on your way up to your house, there you go. Yeah, step on in there. Right next, there, right next to the GameStop. So I go there to GameStop and I go to Taco John's afterwards. Perfect. There was one in Maple Grove. There was. Um, there is one. Yeah, there is one in Maple Grove still. Oh, even oh, by the Cub Foods. By the Cub Foods there. You know yeah, where Kuznos yeah. used to be? Yeah. Kuznos yep, used yeah. to be, Dave? Just yep. right up the street from there on the right-hand side. Yeah. All right. Well, if they're still open after we record, I'll be up there. Oh no, no, I probably won't because I had a couple of sociable cider works um mm, ciders, so yeah. I probably shouldn't. Responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility. Yeah. 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 
before we get out of here, guys, I just want to mention, I did text you guys. I had a Ham's beer for the first time in like forever yesterday. Yeah. My dad picked up a freaking 30 pack of the shit. Uh, it was in his fridge. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a Ham's here. He's like, yeah, go ahead. And uh, that's about as what I remember it being. It's uh, just pretty much watered down, you know, barley and shit. So, so I, I mean, how? So, if you're putting it on a scale, like, how would you compare it to, say, a Miller Light or a Bud Light or a Coors Light? Like, how does I would rate? say Hams is actually better. Um, I and that's because Hams used to be brewed in Minnesota, and now it's not. Um, Hams was the official beer of Minnesota for a long time, uh, I mean, and now it's brewed by. Uh, so, okay, I, I only asked. In my opinion, in my opinion, if Bud Light, Miller Light, well. Bud Light is like down here. Miller mm-hmm. Light's like right here. Coors Light is in the floor somewhere. Um, huh. Hams is like up here. Interesting. Or maybe even like up here. I, I only yeah. Hams is wow. glorious beer. So this is that yeah, is good beer. This is this is bad pod, but yeah. So David clearly put Hams above all those others. And I only yeah, asked I mean, a question. I've definitely had a I've had a Hams. I've had a Hams Light before, mm-hmm. but it has been years. So yeah. I, I right. almost don't remember like compared to the... if you wanted to do on the scale of one to ten, uh Coors Light is somewhere in the negative ten range, Bud Light's around like negative six, Miller Light's like one, Hams is like seven. Okay. Okay. Now I that's agree macros, with your right? your that's macro yeah. beers. I'm not including yeah craft beer yeah, in that yeah, one yeah. to ten range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean Hams it's a good it's a good beer. I, I think I, I generally it. agree with your I agree. Miller Lite is over both Coors and Bud, but That's good. in my mm-hmm. opinion, anyways, you I used to be a big Bud, and then um, I, and then, no, then nothing to do with current. I was just gonna be like, and then 20, Dylan fifteen years. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I need to say that. I mean, oh, no, I mean, nobody's hey. listening. Any nobody's listening. Nobody's listening anymore. But <laughs> I, fifth, I made the change so from Bud Light to Coors, so Miller Lite fifteen years ago. Not, not did you, two weeks. Did you? <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see the new ad for Miller Lite? They're going after that one now too. No, what they do? Yeah, seen that? I did not. Well, the new, know. the new, the new ad campaign is. Uh, it's a female. She's a comedian. I forgot what her name was. She comes on and says, "Hey, here at Miller Lite, we used to do a lot of things that." You know, didn't look good back then. We used to have a lot of girls in bikinis and stuff like that. And their new campaign is you send that stuff in and they turn it into fertilizer for good, a good fertilizer, good shit, as they call it. They, they're taking the bad shit, turning it into good shit, and they're going to use that good shit fertilizer to give to women owned breweries to make beer. Okay. That's their new ad <laughs> campaign. Huh. So now, of course, now, of course, the right-wing craziness, they're going, oh, this is all woke now, just like the Bud Light bullshit. And now everybody's up in arms. Again. So you're going to see some more videos of people shooting Miller Light cans now, you know, or cases of Miller Light. You know, Kid I'm Rock's... pretty sure there was only one person that shot Bud Light cans. Kid Rock's going to be on again, shooting up the Miller Light, or the Miller Light, you know? At, at what point oh, are they going to run out, run out of beers to hate, you know? I mean, well, seriously. you know, I brought up the fact uh, I saw somebody on Twitter. It, it was some conservative person from Minnesota, actually. And I don't remember who they were or anything, but um, they were complaining about it. And somebody said, well, yeah, you should you should go. There's plenty of craft beer out there. And I responded. And I was like, dude, if you're upset with what 
what Bud Light's doing. I'm like, craft beer is like, if you want to go on the terms of woke, like craft beer is generally way out because they're all about that inclusive diversity stuff. I mean, it, There's and a, that's good, I, right? That's that's what you should be. I think, I think that Modest or somebody was like that was is having a drag show bingo at their yeah, brewery I coming mean, up here. I mean, I, I mean, don't, I, I, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to be stupid and and boycott a beer because of that, mm -hmm. I mean, go ahead and be a dumbass. Um, yeah. That's your prerogative, but you're dumbass. Yes. Yeah. Stop. And you might as well just stop drinking beer. Altogether. Well, my deal is stop giving a shit about what companies are doing with their yeah. ad time. Who cares? I, and it, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing, not to get political, but the, living in Florida, I'm dealing with that now. Like, we're big Disney oh, yeah. fans. I mean, I've always yeah. been a Disney fan, but I know. as a family, we're big Disney fans, and our governor is so pissed off about Disney. It's like, who gives a yeah. shit? I mean, really. Yeah. So they don't like your legislation. Okay, fine. Get yeah. over it. Move on. Get over it. Yeah. Get adult. I, I mean, it's like, come on. It's it's uh, it's I loved watching seeing the Twitter pundits today on the whole Miller Lite thing saying, well, they're 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 marketing advertising people must be stupid, because who are they marketing towards? And some guy wrote and said the most perfect thing is like you you do realize big companies like that market advertisers towards different types of people all the time, right? Right. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's not just it's not just middle aged white men who drink Miller Lite, right? Right. I mean, in fact, come on. It's there's probably probably more women that drink Miller Lite than men. Eventually, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know about that, but as I say that, I'm a girl. But I mean, it's it, it that's the that's what the whole point of business is. You market yeah. it, your business is is falling, right? I mean, mm -hmm. beer in general is a falling business. Um they're trying to find ways to target other audiences. That's the whole freaking point of business. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. That's the deal is, David. You know, go woke, go broke. Right. You apparently. Mill Light's gonna close up shop here in the next probably six months after this ad comes out. Yep. You know, Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light's barely making it. You know, they they must have dropped, yeah. you know, billions of dollars after that whole that uh, what's thing with the trans woman there. Yeah. You know, they must have been. That's just terrible. Yep. The whole People city of Milwaukee is going to go dark because they're not going to have beer anymore. Yeah. yeah. People need to just, like, not give a shit about this. Like, yeah. who cares? I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, people I really have to just stop giving a shit. Just, yeah. that's it. I have to stop giving a shit. Just don't. What? Be offended mm -hmm. so easily and just. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, don't be offended. Exactly right. Just stop I mean, being offended it's easy by to everything. Say. It's not. I mean, it's easy to say, but I mean, I yeah, I I, I just you know what I I kind of take. Uh, yeah, if you see something that offends you, move on with your day. Yeah, you don't. I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel the need to see everything that offends me and put it on social media and say this offends me. Right. I mean, this, yeah. I, I mean, I don't do. have enough. I don't have. I don't have enough time in my day to just coach about everything that offends me. I mean, boy, yeah. well, I just, I don't get it sometimes, but a lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. So there's our rant for the day. There's yeah. our political this podcast rant. went off the rails. Went off the rails. It, it definitely did. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. did. I actually had, I actually had to work there for a few minutes. So if you didn't notice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did notice Dave disengaged real fast. He disengaged. He's like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not talking politics. I, damn it. For some reason, I brought my work phone up here with me. But uh, anyways, I digress. So. All right, guys. Anything else you guys want to say before we get out of here? No. We're all good. Go loons. We said our, pe- we said our piece. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you're wait to say that. But uh, for myself, Tony, for oh, Dave God. and David, wait. you're wait, Dave. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons. Go loons. There you go.